And now I'm standing in the Wednesday, October 30th, 2019, episode number 754 of A Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Jonathan, it's so good to see you. Episode number 754 of A Yeah Dude, America, through the eyes of two American Americans. Um, today, it's... It's Halloween. Halloween. It's November, essentially. It's Thanksgiving. Day after the show, last time we got together was the third. So we did shows last Wednesday. It's Thursday, the 24th of October. Okay. I'm driving down Beverly Boulevard. I look up at a billboard. It said Beverly and Gardner. Beverly and Gardner is where Roasty used to be. One of my first jobs in Los Angeles. At that roasty? At that roasty. Which became Buddha's Belly. Buddha's Belly, which became... Hold on. Fuck. <laughs> ah! I don't know. Stir Market. Don't know what that is. Which became XO, which is now Dr. Sandwich. Um, your location is poison. <laughs> when I worked here and Roasty was flourishing and I was part of the team, top of the world... I left, you tell me. Uh, I got food poisoning from that roasty before. From that roasty? Yeah. Interesting. Got very sick. How dare you? Just saying. That's my roasty. You may have been working there during that time. What was that, Southern Italian? What would they call that? (laughs) I guess. It's chicken, right? It's chicken and potatoes. It's chicken and potatoes. It's a a peasant. It's a Southern Italian peasant meal. (laughs) Uh, Billboard, when I look up at the red light, reminiscing. Yes, looking over the golden years. Is a billboard? What did you do there? What didn't I do there? Get me in the kitchen. What is this? Peasant meals? (laughs) This Italian peasant food? I got this. I got gravies over here. Were we delivering? I was delivering food for roasty. Every time I delivered, I said, "Here is your southern Italian peasant meal." No tip? Okay. (laughs) Like a headshot, like slid. Yeah. What is that? Like greasy, like (laughs) oven roasted grease potato headshot. Of dreams. A lot of dreams. How long did you work there for? I worked there for a while. Did you ever? That was do... like one that period where you had like one meal a day, and they would just give you your. Uh, w- so you which, ate for free. Yeah, but which in like 1995 was like four dollars and twenty cents. You know. You um ever do any drugs inside of that roasting? Have I did it inside the restaurant? I would never besmirch my Italian, <laughs> southern Italian peasant roots. <laughs> I look up at a billboard. I see French Montana on a billboard. Yeah, we got a new record. What is he doing? It's all it can be, right? Right. You're on a, You're a, it? You're an artist. Alcohol. 
I love where you're going with this. He has either a new album. He, he ha- I know he's got. Or booze. he has maybe he has a. a but no, it says it's never too early to wish French a happy birthday. What? Congratulations! Celebrate French's birthday from your friends from Dubai. <laughs> okay. This was. I don't know how long this billboard's been up. His birthday was when? No, his birthday's Tuesday, November 9th. I saw this on October 24th. Never too early. Yeah. And it's not like it went up the day I like. Maybe. We I mean, you don't miss it. a lot. It's true. Happy birthday. So it's never too early to wish French a happy birthday. From, no, from your friends from UID and from Dubai. <laughs> from the UAE and the UID. Happy birthday, French. It's that never too early. Very strange. You got to ask our good friends. You think they own the billboard company? Maybe, maybe they own it. Maybe a, like one of the families, a, a Saudi family owns that billboard. We'll I, see what goes up next. Yeah. It's never too early to say Happy New Year to DJ Khaled. <laughs> it's, uh, there's something going on Something's there. Something's fishy <laughs> over there at Dr. Sandwich. What did you name it? We named it Dr. Sandwich. The doctor is in. <laughs> it's a, it was either that or Salad Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Get that urgent care yeah, over pancake here. Pancake urgent care. Mm. <laughs> pancake emergency room. Oh my God. I'm having a hummus emergency, doctor. Um, so I, I don't know. But it is. Ne- I always have said that. For the entire length of the U idea, I've always said it's never too early to wish French a happy birthday. I usually start in October for a November birthday. It's fair. I want to find out when that billboard's up, because something tells me that billboard's been up. It's like since the summer? <laughs> since, yeah, like 4th of July. Um, USA Today snapshot. What if they just changed it for each each holiday? It's just 4th of July. Never too early up to... In the back and just... To, it's but French's wishing... billboard. Always for French. <laughs> Never too early to say happy Hanukkah to French. Yeah. Wow, he's French Montana on that billboard. What's that name about? French Montana, <laughs> Italian Colorado. I'm French's counterpart, Italian Colorado. Um. USA Today snapshots the most unpopular proposed projects when it comes to a person's own neighborhood or hometown. So these are the kind of things that people don't like, that they like the least. Not in my backyard. Thank you. Not in my backyard. Uh, 74% say um, landfill. Don't want a landfill. Makes sense. Does. Although it's convenient. And necessary. Because then you just open up your window and just... Right in here. Where when you're done. You finish with that Coke Zero? Uh, casino, 73%. How I much? Mean, you'd be in fucking heaven. I'd be stoked. Walk, in, walk down the hill. <laughs> Hi. You guys open yet? Like, you just, guys always just open. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are always open. Until they open. Because that's one of those oh, things. Oh, you mean like, when they're building Yeah, because you'd be down <laughs> there when they're like, meet, yeah, introduce when myself. Cranes are like digging dirt. Let me introduce myself. You will know me. <laughs> You'll be knowing me. Walk back up there. Trying hill. to get my, a gig there. Like, 
you know, Wednesdays and Friday nights doing like like dead covers in the fucking. No, I thought you mean like working there, like you sort of. Oh, like like a coupier. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's funny. A dealer. I was saying more of like a like a kind of a bot like one like of those a, guys like a maitre d or a, heavy, oh a heavy heavy just uh, <laughs> just like watching cheating watching schemes, cheating counting cards or just <laughs> no I was thinking just a just gigging gigging but they pay me in chips yeah I mean for sure because those chips go right back oh right they house. know they're like yeah we'll pay you in chips yeah, he, he loses them don't worry about a thousand dollars we'll have it back by three a.m. <laughs> Uh, sounds a, like things you want near you. A quarry. Who wouldn't want a quarry? <laughs> I mean, I've always... I've, I wish I could have one in my actual backyard. Send the kids. Go climb. Save all the money. You guys want to go to the swim club. It's way too expensive. Go just, climb the quarry and jump in. <laughs> just swim down first and make sure there's no fucking... No sharp rocks. A Honda Civic <laughs> under there. Uh, a shopping... You got to do a quarry fucking... You got to do a quarry check. Quarry oh, check. Quarry check. I was for a Civic. <laughs> I swim with my arms out. I breaststroke, ten. I take feel. Get nine friends, and we just so we find the one patch. Um, a shopping mall or shopping plaza. Um, I don't understand this. These are all, all things you need. Things you want to live in the middle of a circular. I mean, I actually have inquired about apartments at the Americana. Yeah, because just I'm go like, right down. yeah, I would live there like in a second. You would love to I live almost the Americana got in early and I in should Glendale. have. They're so much more expensive now than when they opened. If you just bought I had locked right in early. Dog. They're very expensive now. Oh my god though, you going down to a Sharkies every day <laughs> for a steak burrito? Hey Jonathan. <laughs> at like uh Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake Factory? What would that be? That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, yeah. But that kind of menu? It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> if you lived at the Americana, you get all your shit done. Everything. Coffee. I know. Fuck. It's, they must have an REI around there or something. They you got could a, fucking yeah, put some around. type of outdoorsy yeah, store. Yeah, you got, you got an outdoorsy no, they've got store? a Dick's in the Galleria. Dog, you'd be seeing movies. You'd yeah. be in heaven. Sneaker releases, getting, getting early. Getting right in line for those fucking <laughs> those new running for your marathons. Those vapor fucking flush, whatever the fuck those are. Give me these. I want to run now. I'm into running I now. wasn't into running until that guy broke the two hours. Now I run. How much? Okay, I'll get two pairs at 250 each. Uh, one for training, one for when I actually run the marathon. Indoor and outdoor. Indoor and outdoor, yes. Weekend and weekday. I need four pairs. God, you love the Americana, huh? I would live there. You wouldn't have to leave. You can get the car detailed there. I do every time when I go anyway. Yeah. Oh, we're here? Detail it. I'm going to Dick's. <laughs> I'll be over at Dick's. I'll be at Dick's. Text me. Yeah, I love it there. Yeah, you like it over you there. You know, huh? I'm also fond of it in part because I have a vivid memories of spending time in the Galleria when I was a child. Wow. Because I lived in Los Feliz when I was a kid. So you could just shoot right on over to Glendale. Actually, so the, there's the, for those of you who aren't from here, this is a pretty, you know, local reference but there's the uh there is the americana outdoor kind of bougie shopping mall uh in glendale directly across from it is the glendale galleria which has been there i think since the 70s or 80s certainly since the 80s because i remember being yeah, there claire's up in there so there's a jc penny that's still there to this Definitely. day uh and i 
Um, Just a boost from there. No, when I was about five years old or so, I was there with my parents. And my mom went shopping into the JCPenney, I believe. And my dad and I went into the Radio Shack, which was directly across oh, on the opposite side of the mall. early 80s. Opposite side of the mall. You know, you know the in, indoor mall. So a mall, let me give someone a mall. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know what a mall, but it's, it's directly across the, the, the hallway or whatever. So in the Radio Shack with my dad, they see, the people there see me. And they give me a Radio Shack um, beach ball, Ooh. which I am like beside myself yeah. when they hand it to me. So they, my dad blows it up for me, or they do, and it's like they a do, rainbow colored beach ball, but it has the Radio Shack logo on it. It'd be worth about $1,000 now if you had it. And I'm so fucking pumped. And I turn and I look, and my mom is in the JCPenney directly across, going, looking at one of those round, like, clothes corral things. And she's, like, going through the clothes. And I'm so excited. So I beeline for her to show her the ball. And as I get to her, what I realize, or I didn't realize, I run straight into a glass window that she is behind. I don't realize it's glass. She's too excited. And the ball is in, in front of me. Awesome. So it hits, but I smack my nice. head and knock myself unconscious. Amazing. And when I come to, I'm laying flat on the ground in the shopping mall, and there is like a circle of people that I've never seen in my life who look at are looking at me like I've, I'm dead. I mean, like yeah. I killed myself. So I, and by the time, it must have only been a couple of seconds because, because it's all strangers. And then I see my mom and my dad like come from the other side. And I am, I start to hysterically cry more than anything out of fear because I don't understand what's uh, i don't understand what's happened yes. i think i've hit like a force field or something like a wormhole i don't under i still don't know that i i hit a window so i sit up crying and the guy from the radio shack that had blown up the balls out there like everyone's out you're Every, getting sued <laughs> everyone's out uh but i remember i got ice cream afterwards right. and i had this like like golf ball sized fucking welt on my forehead dead center in my forehead and i just remember like eating the ice cream and then like this like having this like cold compress but then also that the radio shack ball maybe saved my life like i would have busted radio my face open pretty good if i had oh you would have cut I, you you killed you you would have out i would have bled, <laughs> bled out at jc penny yeah Half in JCPenney, half one of in my one of my. So every time I'm in that mall, I look because I remember clearly the the brick wall, and it, still it's still there. Huh? It's still the brick. I mean, the way the JCPenney hasn't been updated. Other parts of the mall have, but the where the JCPenney is, it's still kind of like the. It's kind of like the ghetto side of the mall, and it's still janky like side, the janky uh, side. Janky side. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> And it's like this old 80s brick that's like still there. And so it still has the same like hue and like feel of when Look, I, I ran no into No fucking phones for that. We should probably recreate that now so we can get great footage. Great internet meme footage. 
so get a kid to do it or we'll me just, do it? No, we're going to get a kid. We're going to recreate the whole scene, make it look real, and then let it go viral. But then if you listen to the show, you'll be like, wait a second. This is like it's exactly. Very, very close. Incredibly close to the story I heard. <laughs> right down to the ice cream. Um, yeah. So that's the Galleria. That's you. the Galleria. That's in New York. But you live next door at the Bougie New Americana. Where, but I go and I don't know who saves you there. I go and you know hang out at the Galleria too to remind you. Well, that's where the Dicks is and the sneaker store. That's where the Dicks is. UID. <laughs> that's where the Dicks is. <laughs> reading my Los Angeles Times, I going into the calendar section. I want to find out every day. I go in and I go into the TV listings because I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Daytime programming. There could be a guest. I might want to find out about their project. Don't, but I might. Dr. Oz, what the hell's on Dr. Oz today? Well, this looks like uh, this was a new episode. It was on KTTV. Check your local listings, syndicated. It was on 1 o'clock in LA. The Dr. Oz Show. How to choose an avocado. It's an hour-long show. That's it. <laughs> so that's your show, huh, Doc? How to choose an avo. Tough, 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 tough. Uh, it also really depends. Well, I guess it is something that could be maybe touched upon. I don't know if you need an hour. Or a doctor. Or a doctor or a TV show. <laughs> Looked up some of the shows they have on. It makes sense out. Pumpkin French toast with candied pecans, a recipe. Guys, all right over there? That's his show, That's too? your show. That's another episode. But he's a doctor. He's a doctor of <laughs> candied pecans. Dr. Oz. Ancestry test result bombshells. Can this medium get answers from the dead? Mixing well, it a, up. Well, that's a that, lot. Of, so that, that, you need two broad, hours for yeah, that. It's a broad spectrum, that. We have here loading the dishwasher wrong. Come on, could leave you with spotted dishes. An investigative report. Ah, <laughs> uh, doctor, it's a hit or miss. I guess. I guess you go in with a medium and you go deep. <laughs> or, find out about or we loaded dishwasher backwards. <laughs> yeah, upside down. Doctor Oz investigates the arise the alarming rise in mom shoplifters. Sick. I'd like to see that. It's a sickness. I'd like to. Yeah, they can't I'd like stop. to help them. <laughs> like to boost with them. I'd like to help them. I'd like to create distractions for them. Your biggest questions about heaven answered. Fucking this finally. is a wild show. One o'clock in the From afternoon. From episode to episode, nine questions. We're answering every single one of them today at one p.m. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Secret sicko husbands. How well do you really know your man? These probably women probably not not as that well. well as they not thought. As, certainly not as well as they as they imagine. As they imagine. Oh, he's a secret sicko. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was fucking gross, but grody to the max. But he's a secret sicko. <laughs> what do we have here? The truth. I can't even. The truth about store bought iced tea. <laughs> Wait, though. What does that mean? Many lies. 
What does that mean? That's the truth about store-bought iced tea. <laughs> well, isn't all iced tea? I gotta get to the bottom of it. You watch. I guess one o'clock in the afternoon, sit your ass down. Do you work? <laughs> oh, well, no, I watch Dr. Oz, and I'm informed about everything. I mean, all all iced tea is sort of store-bought. And some What's the truth <laughs> behind it? Behind it. <laughs> so that's a doctor. He's got a TV show. He's on every day. But he's day. not a real doctor? He's a doctor of something. Veterinary. The doctor of avocado medicine. Uh, mm. Oz investigates. What? What? What does he investigate? I don't, I don't know. It could be anything. I mean, clearly. <laughs> it surely is. Covers all the, all the bases. Fuck. Is your dental floss really dental floss? <laughs> I think so. Find out. <laughs> Find out today at 1 p.m. Sit your ass down. Is that the slogan? Sit your ass. <laughs> sit your ass down. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Oz. Sit your sit ass down. Sit your ass down. Although I can imagine your ass has been sitting down for whatever's on at noon. Three it months. will be whatever's on at two. And whatever channel that is on, you watch whatever's before and you watch whatever's after. Because the idea of even getting a remote and changing it, it's all a bit much. So what do you present me syndicated in a row? That is what I watch. Yeah. Yeah. You find your station, you lock it in, you syndic syndicate me. What's next? And whatever's on, I'll take it. No matter what. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Honest. Yeah. Just give it to me. Oh, ja Rule? Ja Rule's got a talk show? Is it on before <laughs> or after Dr. Oz? Then I watch it. Wait, does he have a talk show? That's a good idea. Oh, man. Can we get... Can we pitch that? Oh, shit, Evan, we should get a judge show. Ja rules. Ja, 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 judge ja rules. Judge, ja, judge, ja, judge ja, ja, rules. <laughs> Sit your ass down, plaintiff or defendant. Or... <laughs> um, ja rule, judge show. Ja, you like this. <laughs> judge, ja rules. Uh... A series of studies in the Journal of Athletic Training. This is for you, Seth. Okay. About the effects of being a specialized athlete at a young age left researchers with a distinct takeaway. Focusing on one sport at too early an age increases the, the risk of major career-threatening injury. Quote, the theory is that repetitive activity performing these repetitive sports specific tasks over and over again will stress the tissue and then eventually lead to a breakdown in that tissue over time, said Dr. David Bell, a professor at the University of Wisconsin who led one of the studies. Yep. This week, the National Athletic Trainers Association is holding its Youth Sports Specialization Awareness Week to raise awareness of the impact of focusing too heavily on one sport and one group of muscles while the body is still developing. Yep. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I knew it. That's why I thought you... It's unbelievable. That's why you finally brought they, it up. They, finally, someone did a fucking study. About it. When I was down in Boletary, down in fucking Florida with fucking Nick. I'm just working those knees. Um, <laughs> Seth, how about 2,600 serves today? But Nick, shut up! Andre did it. Pete did it. Yeah. 2,600 serves, John. Can you imagine this fucking it, elbow? Blew it blew up. Blew this fucking thing out. Like day, 14, day one. 14 first years day old. of camp. 
$65,000 my father paid. I got there the first day on my 70th serve of 2600 ah! Done. Blew it. That's why I hold the microphone Set in my you left hand. can't use this. It's dead. His hand's dead to me. Can't feel it. Can't even bet me's with it. I'm dead to me. But this is what happens. I could have been one of the greats. It was only day one at camp. I don't know. <laughs> of how many days? I was at six-month intensive. I was... It was on my 71st serve, and it just, you could hear it. Yeah, like they heard it across, across the courts. 10 courts away. Michael Chang, like, looked over, was like, I made some great friends, though, that camp. I can't think of any other players of that time <laughs> other than Andre, Pete, Michael. Um, yeah. That's what happens. So if you want your kid to be a pro athlete, you give you, gotta, him, you put them in ones. You gotta you gotta you gotta do it like Bo does. You put gotta them, cross train. Put them in everything. You gotta get them vintage '80s fucking Bo Jackson cross trainers. Cross trainers were the shit because they worked for because all, it didn't so matter. I can fucking deadlift. I, I can, can fucking play soccer. I can dunk. I can dunk. <laughs> Just like Bo. We will buy fucking anything. But that was a good hustle. That was a great hustle. I mean, it's... Well, we used to... What if fucking D. Brown? We pumped them up. Pump them. Pump them up. Your tech, I don't trust it. In retrospect, at the time, got to get me these pumps. Yeah. Can't dunk it if I don't pump. <laughs> now I look back, I watch the commercial for that, I'm like, those were not real. Those didn't work. I mean, the Air Max, the first time they dropped that, I can see through the fucking shoe. Holy shit. I can dunk. Really? <laughs> If you bought Air Maxes in like 86, now you can dunk? Well, I can see in the shoe. So I know it's working. So I know it's working. Bam. <laughs> I like to see in a kitchen, and I like to see in my shoe. Yeah. Two I, very important things. I think so. I got these things on all the time. You eat three times a day. I got to know where it's coming where, from. Yeah, it's true. I got to know that, who's I, making it. I agree with that, both of those things. But when you got a kid, and they're good at one sport, and then you have them do that. But it makes sense, you know? It's just the repetitive motion. You know, bowling you know? strike after bowling, strike. Like you did strike after strike. And that drag, no one knew that drag was, was going like, to tear that Achilles. Yeah. After his thousandth strike. <laughs> Third perfect at game. At the old fucking, <laughs> at the old Lebowski Lanes on Santa Monica they used to go to before uh, they tore her down. Holly Star. What was it? Holly Star. Jonathan on his thousandth strike <laughs> as a 14 year old and he ripped his, his Achilles tore. It came out of the skin. It was awful. <laughs> Popped out. Popped out. Everyone was just screaming. Vomiting. Pete Weber was there screaming. Who's <laughs> Pete Weber? Bowler, right? Is he? Famous bowler? I don't know. Fuck. That was terrifying when Weber rolled over because he knew what to do. He knew what? He just knew what exactly <laughs> what to do. Wrap it! Or something. It's repetitive. The motion. Yeah. You know? The it's same tough. muscle groups. Oh, over and over and over. Like, fucking, for, like, we were, you know, talking about, you know, my kicking, my fucking place kicking motion. Looks like the fucking Falcons just dropped Matt Bryant, just told his old ass to take a fucking hike. That leaves two. So Vinatieri and Brady. Uh, Matt Bryant turned 44 in May. He's out. Cut his old ass. We got Vinatieri's 47 in December. Tom Brady, four days before you turned 42, he turned 42. So that's all we got left. And I've seen some shots of Vinatieri missing some extra points, and he's over on the sidelines all by his lonesome, thinking. He's in his head. He's thinking, uh, I, it's time. They let him go because he was not he, doing well? Because he's an old-ass fool. 
And they straight up told him. They had a clause <laughs> in a, the contract. They were just like, all this internet fool. talk, all this okay boomer talk on the internet. They walked over to him and they were like, you got to go, old man. Just doesn't seem like that's their biggest problem as a team, really. No, not for <laughs> they're, them, they're, no. But maybe it's a big one. I don't know. So Adam Vinatieri, 47 of December, Tom Brady, 42. The last we got to see. We'll see what happens. Um, Repetitive motion. Uh, sir... Your old ass is gone. That's how they did it. They walked over to him and they were like, oh man. And he was the only one that turned. And they were like, yeah, exactly. Got your ass. (laughs) Fuck. Because you can still, this, you can still, ageism is a sick thing, but I guess it's alive and well in the NF motherfucking L. Oh yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't, they, that's their own rules. Cut their own rules. Hey, HR. You can't yell out old man in the locker room and wait for one head to turn and then, and then fire, fire him. <laughs> That's totally against like HR, yo. Not Fuck in the that. NFL. We do what we fucking want. It's true. Fucking kidding me? Yeah. Get out of here. And everyone was just like, tss, tss. <laughs> they had walk, they put a walker by his locker room. Get out of here. But what? Get out of here. Somebody, a uh, listener, called me up. Jeremy let me know that uh, he was hit. He hit up that Grateful Dead symposium to give a fucking firsthand account for you. Did he really? Of what went down. He didn't spend the whole fucking nine days or whatever. He the fucking f- dropped and rolled right in there. <laughs> it's just tent camp the whole time. He was there for Whiskey Rivers in prison. The Grateful Dead as purveyors of the Southern Gothic. How's that for a fucking a night of discussion? So he looked around and he said, Seth, there were a lot of characters in the building. Oh, Let's I just imagine. say that. Yeah. For this deep dive. Yeah. Whiskey Rivers. Whiskey Rivers in prison. The Grateful Dead is purveyors of the Southern Gothic. He's looking around. Uh, one guy. Hello. Thank you. To the producer that was there of the documentary, the four-hour Amazon Prime video documentary. Great documentary. I um, commend you, uh, kind sir. I have to thank you for including uh, the use of nitrous oxide in the film, which has been a very big part of my life. So thank you. (laughs) Really? Really? came all the way over here. Uh, I had to come over and thank you because nitrous oxide is my life. And you giving it credence, Clearwater and Revival, <laughs> is what I need. I'm on it now. Couldn't you tell? With his tank, just like... like Thank you. Oxygen tank. But I'm going, oxygen <laughs> tank and a nitrous tank. Walking, I'm going back home to rewatch the film. So yeah, there were some... Uh, I must There were some fans of the dead that were up in the building. Ragtags. Yes, I uh, must commend you. <laughs> My family laughed at me when I discussed my therapeutic use of the oxide. I feel like it's a bum rap in American culture, but I've used it therapeutically. Your shirt's on backwards. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder. I can't imagine. Oh, That's awesome that he went. Oh, but yeah. I wonder how much he got. How I wonder if he got any any real takeaways from it uh 
with yeah. anything, any light shed on anything sure. at all. Just the energy of that building is going to shed <laughs> well, light. Also, the lifelong friendships that he probably formed, I would assume. To imagine the locking of eyes with other fellow heads. <laughs> oh, man. Tough. tough <laughs> it's tough real crowd. tough. It's fucking tough. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet. Um, I wonder if he got to that open mic jam uh, last that's night. That's really what we need to get. <laughs> that's up what we needed. To we needed to get about. to. There's got to be some footage of that getting up here in the next couple of weeks on YouTube. Yeah, someone. Uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, a, a mother who allegedly stormed into an Orange County middle school classroom to confront students she claimed were bullying her daughter has been charged with a misdemeanor. Christian Chai Lin Prince Tinsley, 33 years old, of Mission Viejo, was charged this week with one count of interference with the good order and administration of a school classroom with the intent to disrupt. Uh, according to the Orange County District Attorney's Office, the charge comes several months after the May incident in which authorities said Prince Tinsley walked into her daughter's classroom at Nigel Hills Middle School without warning and without checking in at the school's front office. Oh, they don't play that anymore. No, you shouldn't actually even be able to do it. But And asked the teacher to pass out a stack of tickets that read, Free Ass Kicking, Must Be 18 or Older to Redeem. Yeah, I want to get one of those. Then she told students to leave her daughter alone or their family members might get hurt. Quote, if you all bully my daughter, if you look at her the wrong way, if you breathe the wrong way, send your mom to me. The mother can be heard saying in a cell phone video that was recorded by a student and aired by KCBS TV Channel 2. Quote, sisters, aunts, anybody over 18, I'll fuck them all up. Do you understand me? It's <laughs> amazing. After the teacher called the school office to uh, for help, Prince Tinsley was escorted off the campus by the assistant principal, according to prosecutors. Quote, this incident was way more than an attempt to address accusations of bullying, said Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. This was a deliberate act intended to terrorize a room full of young children in the very space where they are supposed to be safe. Oh. It's supposed to be safe. All they're doing is bullying. Safe to bully. And here came a real mom. <laughs> I'll fuck them all up. Fuck them all up. Printed out the tickets. I saw those tickets. I'm like, I gotta get me one it's of those. A cool fucking, that's an awesome ticket. Yeah, it's free, yo. Like framed. Hand on these your motherfucking house. things out. Who wants to smoke, mom? Wants <laughs> the fucking. Catch I love this. it. But you need wants <laughs> to catch these hands. Where's my daughter? <laughs> I'm gonna put paws all over your family. But but that's this is this is what we need because more of this. The teachers aren't doing anything. We Clearly, address this bullying situation over and over again. I said I thought they made a documentary. I thought the documentary take care of it. Obviously didn't. You got to go in there with your own raffle tickets that you print out at home. Everyone gets one. Hand them out. I like that. Go right into the fucking classroom. Send anyone my way. I don't give a fuck. Are they over 18? Let me get a license before I beat your ass. Oh, no. You're 17. Here Hold you on. Go. Come back. You're in. Out. Come back in six months. I'll beat your ass this fucking next summer. And just... Uh, Mom, excuse me. Could you... No. No. Everyone's getting a ticket. Do something. Her daughter's obviously being bullied if she's taking it to this level. No? 100%. Um, and we've tried to talk about this. What, what else, you know... My stupid way of, of like... What was your way? My way was like addressing it, but then you were like, but then it only makes it worse because then they'll be like... But this maybe does too. No, because people will be like... This, she's a psychopath? Oh, this bitch just came into the fucking classroom 
So this sends a clear message. Doug, she made raffle tickets at home and brought them into school and handed them out. I mean, she took it to the next level. This is an actual redeemable. It has a barcode. If you could do a QR, if you could scan that, I'm going to beat your ass. Your scan auntie's this. ass. <laughs> beat your auntie's ass, your sister's ass. Send them all my way. I don't give a fuck. Actually, 18? Make it 16. You have a license? Age of consent. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's what, we, what we'll just have. We'll just have... Oh, I guess elementary schools of just like parents coming in and who can make the raffle tickets good. I guess you gotta, you gotta fucking top it like a BOGO. Like here, like, you know, you gotta, if you're sending out raffle tickets, what else can you, I mean, you gotta come up with something fucking good. Yeah. Redeemable gift cards. I don't know. Um, scan this gift card. It's a $25 target gift card in an ass beating. They're going to leave that girl alone is what they're going to do. Maybe. And I like how she made her way through there. A lot of times you they You don't stop. like that or you like I that? I like it. I don't like oh, that because that's I don't like bad. It. I know, but I like she, maybe she like went like fucking. Double, double, yeah. like. Just like <laughs> did some moves. Set off a distraction down here. Yeah, a little smoke bomb. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Stutter oh, step. Like them. a stink bomb stutter step. Oh, stink bombs. Must be the kids. Or is it the mom? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. How'd she get all the way to the classroom? But also, I they're like, supposed to lock shit up. And I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, there's other problems. Sign in there's and other stuff. problems going on you here. You do retinal scans? Don't you need a retinal scan just to step through the front door now? Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, my husband met a woman at work, and they've become friends. I didn't find out about her until my husband came to visit me at my job. With her? Because he said something was on his mind. Oh, dog. Why do you do it, dog? Dog, just shut up. Don't, don't. He proceeded to tell me about this friend and how they had shared a kiss and had been sexting. <laughs> Why do you go to you do work, that? Why'd you go to her work? That's a crazy place to drop that, drop that bomb. Didn't have done that. Didn't have, didn't have done that. <laughs> he told me he sent her a picture of his privates. Wow, he's really coming clean. Huh? Oh, he just, I guess it just, it just drove him crazy. Killing. So he drove to her work and then told her that he took a picture of his dick and sent, and it, sent it to, to the, her, his, his friend. friend. <laughs> his work friend. Oh. I demanded that he delete her phone numbers, pictures, any Facebook-related items, which he did immediately. A month or two later, he asked if he could get her phone number and take a picture with her as she was leaving the job. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, she's leaving work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to be I able need to... to... I need a photograph with, with her. With her. And I'm going to ask you if I can do that. This is crazy. I, I, I'm crazy. I could have maybe at my work just taken a photograph of the woman that I love. But I'm going to ask you if I can do it a month or two later. I said, you know how I feel, but I'll leave it up to you. It's on you, Doug. 
He ended up retrieving both her phone number and getting a photograph with her. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> I feel like they should have no contact at all, but then I'm told I'm too jealous and they're just friends. She has expressed her romantic feelings for him. I have endured suicidal thoughts because I felt like I was losing my husband in my marriage. Am I crazy for feeling this way? Oh, what's up with her husband? Had to get that pick. Had to come clean. I don't know if they're just friends. Well, we might want to just... What do you yeah. mean? I mean, me and Jeff are just <laughs> friends. Jeff, have you ever seen my dick? Yeah. I mean, the night is young. But, but we're just... I don't know if I've still got another episode to go. <laughs> yeah, we, well, I think okay. That's there's, a, there's friends. A, there's different kinds of friends. Okay, this is there's a few problems here. Uh, well, what what what's going on with this dude that he would do something like this? Yeah, feel bad about it. Yeah, and admit to it. Yes. In his weird, fucked up way that he did at her job, <laughs> and then, and then circle back to hey, but she is leaving, She's so and I have to, get and a, I gotta get a picture. I with gotta her. get a photo op. <laughs> she a fucking celebrity. <laughs> God, so why, why is he doing this to her? She's leaving. I gotta get a photo. But also now that she's leaving, yes, whatever. It's going to be much easier for him to sext and stuff with her gone because there's not the the real life like she's not there unless she goes to work where the wife works, and uh, then that would just be I um. So I guess he felt so guilty. He was said, "I love my wife. I'm going to come clean." But it only took a month where he's so obsessed with this woman, and even though he broke that trust and they were trying to rebuild. After several but therapy sessions of him. building this trust back. <laughs> she did leave it up to him. It's up to you. Well, if it's up to me, I'm getting her phone number and a oh, it's photo up to with me? her. Oh, I already sent her a picture of my dick. I'm definitely going to get a photo with her. What she's is like, that? A photo with her is so She's weird. like a celebrity. You guys have been sending, like... I They've been sexting and sending photographs and videos of their aroused genitalia, but now he just wants, in the break room... I don't know. With a sheet cake, a going away sheet cake. I don't get from it, Walmart. I don't get anyone. I got to get a photo with her. She's leaving. Can I take a photo and who with are her? These other people that are telling her she's too jealous. Her friends are saying just to chill out. Hey, just chill out. It's just dick pics. They're just friends. They're friends. <laughs> you, I maybe don't know how friends do it. How millennials <laughs> do it these days. That's friend. That you do that at a job interview. You have to take your pants off now at a job interview. It's totally chill. Get a beanbag chair, sit in it. You I don't, don't know how it is anymore. I don't know who to um, tell anything to in this situation. It sounds like everybody involved has gone off the rails. I just feel like... Emotionally. I feel very bad for her, though. I do feel bad for her. Her husband's a louse. How can you... How can she leave her husband? No, I just was like... 
of all the things when somebody comes to you and tells you that that you make them delete her number and but it's like they work together like you're fucked like there's no like who cares about her facebook page she like sees him every day yeah and my other question is is this was this just the top the tip of the iceberg to just let off enough guilt steam to keep him from basically saying like and also like i you know masturbated into her hands yeah she's <laughs> you know it's consensual that's what we do at, at break it's I totally masturbate into her everyone hands. knows we get the break room from 115 to 130 i masturbate into her her warm hands is that all right we're, we're, we're it's friends been a month since i've done it though and i and we're work <laughs> friends i just want a picture of her face to remember her it's um, it's rough it's pretty it's, rough yeah pretty rough for everybody yeah it's tough out there for everybody yeah deceit yeah. And, and confusion confusion and, and loneliness loneliness <laughs> and passion and people um they uh they get ideas in their head and notions notions and, and they they can run with them well they also become fix fixated, fixated. um yeah yeah that's a big one fixation it's a big one it really sort of melts away any rational thinking yeah and it, then it's just uh you just go crazy like you drive to your wife's work to tell her that because you've you've gone so crazy you're like i'll tell her at work that's where <laughs> she'll like to hear it it's the best place to then hear i'll give it. it about five and a half weeks and then i'll ask for a candid Can photo op back? at the going away party i need her number back back because she's leaving. Because she's leaving me. I mean, the company. <laughs> me. Me company. Me. She's leaving me company. <laughs> oh. oh. How do we do it? How are we all doing it? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... Don't work. It that doesn't seem to work. Not for a lot of people. I mean, we watched E! News Daily. There's celebrity couples splitting up left and right, Jonathan. And they got it go good. Oh, they got it all. They all got life. They all they got great, dream lives. Dream lives. You can't make it work? How am I supposed How to How are we it? supposed to make it work down here? Yeah, I take two buses to work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> you have five cars between the two of you. Uh, researchers at Cornell University are using a rigged card game to shed light on perceptions of inequality. After noticing that the card game winners attributed the game's outcome to skill. Are they talking about this particular card game, the winners? No. This, okay. this is what prompted them to do ah, the, uh, the experiment, I believe. After noticing that card game winners okay. attributed the game's outcome to skill oh, totally, and that losers would blame the defeat on the rules of the game. That sounds about right. Doctoral students decided to conduct an experiment. They adapted their idea into the swap game, a simple card game that they rigged to favor either winners or losers in a study designed to measure perceptions of inequality. They found that winners were far more likely to believe the game's outcome was fair, even when it was heavily tilted in their favor by rules requiring losers to hand over their strongest cards. Their paper, 
quote, I mean, their paper titled, It's Not Just How the Game is Played, It's Whether You Win or Lose, was published in Science Advances. Before participating in the experiment, people were taught how to play this swap game. Simple game, I hope. In which one player discards a card, and the second player must discard a higher card or pass. It seems stupid. Learnable. The first person to discard all their cards wins the round. Okay. <laughs> we're going to play this later. Of so. course we are. <laughs> Though the first player had a, had an advantage, the first round's a, winner... deck of cards. You don't own a single... What about... Isn't even in your earthquake kit? That's how you're going to pass the time. Sucking on a Werther's yeah, fucking I, I playing solitaire. I didn't think of that. I don't definitely... You definitely you, need that. No. Did you, do you think I put one... I don't think I have one in there. No. You should. That's a good idea. Yeah. But what the fuck? One, two, <laughs> jack... Queen, dude. What, what about you to entertain know. the kids when they're... Card game for the kids? <laughs> oh, tricks. You gotta kids, kids, card kids. Tricks. Put down your first person shooter where you yell at each other over the headsets. No, I've the power watched is out. This. The grid's out, bro. I know, so I'm saying. I got a better game. <laughs> it's called Solitaire. I don't even know how to play Watch it. me play Solitaire. I don't have any... Yeah, I guess I don't have cards because it wouldn't do me any good. Because you don't know how to play Solitaire. But I bet everyone has a deck of cards. Is that one thing you'd find in every domicile in the United States? Jeff? 888-842-2357. I know that I have a deck of cards that I was given as a stocking stuffer last year. But they're waterproof. never opened. No. they. That person should be very pleased. They're my father's. My father gave them to me. And they're outdoor waterproof cards. He gave them to me for the van. That's actually Like camping cards. So maybe you get around to... To play a little rummy. I wait a year before I open all stocking stuffers. I wait one year before I use them. <laughs> Jeff, you got a deck of cards in your apartment? Yeah, for sure. Sorry, go on. Don't you have even like a display, like a funky, like 1950s, like, <laughs> you know, like, woo, like, this they is how they the, used the to sands. make cards. <laughs> the original card deck. Yes, the like Sinatra yes. cards. Yeah. Like, no? Sinatra fucking need, Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking... The winner's... rich. That's rich. (laughs) Though the first player has an advantage, the first round's winner was determined mostly by luck, with no skill involved. But at the end of each round, the winners either traded their best card for the loser's worst card, making the game more equal, or their worst card for the loser's best card, giving the winner an increased advantage. In other games, the winner exchanged cards randomly, and in some versions... The players traded two cards. Didn't follow that at all. Doesn't matter. Okay. The out, we, we, doesn't matter. This game such a simple s- game. Though. We should be able to it follow got it. Complex. These That's are diff- super several different versions of the game now. The winner's perception of the game's fairness okay. declined more sharply than the losers as their advantage increased. Quote, indicating that winners' perceptions are more sensitive than losers to a system that is rigged in their favor. Does that make sense? No, not to me. Fuck. But I'm reading, so it's hard for me to... (laughs) So I'm out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if I'm reading, then like... So should I have read it, and then you could explain it to me? Because I fucking... Indicating that winners' perceptions are more sensitive than losers to a system that is rigged in their favor. As inequality becomes increasingly rampant around the world... The study offers insights into how people perceive opportunity, failure, and success. In real life, 
inequality can operate in opaque ways, mm -hmm. making it difficult to determine whether people succeed through talent, skill, luck, or advantage. Though the study's mm -hmm. findings can't easily be generalized to society at large, they have potential implications for how pu public policy um, to, com to combat inequality might be implemented. I like it. Sure. But I think it's just people win. And they're like, and of, they, course of course I, I won. won. Work my ass off and I'm the best. And it's like, well, actually. You're not. You're the worst. Yeah. There was like nine other things. that. There's a rigged system here at play and like yeah. you fell ass backwards into shit. And you came out smelling like a fucking rose. Yeah. But great. Keep then, it up. But then also the, the, the those people, whether they know it consciously or subconsciously or not at all immediately will defend that position and and try to validate it in any way that they can because you don't want to lose it so okay i mean if you're not thinking about the game but like that you know when you're talking about it in in the world that you're you know oh you you know people become very determined to to in, very insistent that they are the best person for the job that they have because they don't want to lose it. Okay. Which is understandable, makes sense. but it, it makes them actually convince themselves that like, that Oh no, there like, is I've worked else. so hard for this. And there I've done, and it's like, actually do there's plenty of people that are actually better suited, but you, because things were in your favor that you, you are, you're in the position that you're in. Okay. And, but, but to, to probably admit to that, it would take, take a lot. And Plus it would also maybe put you on, on, on not as not so solid footing because if other people got that notion in their mind or like, Oh wait, you're oh, not that great. I've got to kill all these then people. I've got to like maybe get someone who's better or, or more, you yeah, know, so you'd be better off just probably murdering all the people that know that you don't deserve what you got because then, they I mean, I've experienced a bit of that in my life. I think that people who I think maybe could help me, it, or could have helped me at certain stages of my life in things that I was trying to do um, that didn't, I think, probably because uh, I maybe had more to offer than they did. In terms of you might have been better at or more qualified to do something, so you might have asked somebody for help, but then they didn't give you help because... They didn't want. I liked it, but that's a whole other. That's a whole. That's a whole different study. Thinking that you didn't get things because you. That's like no, it's double the same meta. Thing. No, I think because that's. Oh, that's even. That's even crazier because these people achieve something well, and like I deserve be, it. Or like, does that actually fall under the rules of no, I'm I, a loser and so the rules weren't fair? I yeah, <laughs> I, I like you know I didn't get that because everybody that could have helped me knew that I'm the top dog and if they helped me out they would have been out. Well, again, okay. I don't, does that fall under the, the I think system is rigged or that might be its own I just mean that people become very defensive oh, yeah. of the positions that they get into and very possessive of it. And part of that, I would think, is probably smart and natural. And another part of it, I think, is maybe overcompensating for the fact that they managed to wiggle their way into wherever that they are and that is just the nature of the world that the majority yes. of successes that i know of people having as much as there was maybe a lot of thought and effort and time put Tenacity. into it there was also a massive amount of 
flukiness that that contributes to the chaotic this chaotic thing abs- called absolute, life absolutely you know and it's best so we just approach um i'm not saying that li- I, I i'm sorry i didn't mean no yeah. i know you are but i mean that more that i meant that that those people definitely didn't help me in the way that they could yeah and the way that i asked yeah and the only thought i had uh, either i thought what i was offering was better than it actually was okay or, or what their truth is is that they knew that they knew that maybe they would have been replaced. i don't want to make these other people i don't want to pass this on because i make a i I'm might out. get overlooked because i'll be thrown out of this band you knew it was about music but it's definitely about scoring shit yeah because that it's, makes because that's also perfect sense because that's that world a, is filled with mediocre that world mediocre is so music. abstract that like it's such it, mediocre it music lends itself to like yeah. oh this person got this because of this when you're like no but yeah, yeah. i mean let's let's the, put it this way put you in a mirror in a room making music that's better than than in a random selection of other people doing that you're already like if there's 10 different I would, duos making as, music, as there's ob- only maybe two duos that could be better than the two of you because it's you and Amir in a room. And trying to be Come as on. objective as I can, I would, I would think that, that, that you would... You're, Come on. I'm, not, I'm obviously you biased. You can't put two geniuses I, in a room making music. <laughs> I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? As much as I'm probably not allowed to, I do agree with you. But also that we've he and I have both been around enough to see... What other oh, yeah. people How that are other doing people are that are doing yeah. it and 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 trying to weigh that up? It's like, all right, you all right. guys are fucking shady, pretty, pretty bad at this. So it'd be best you know? if, if if with success, uh, just a touch of humility came into play with people, and then that might, um, with a grain of salt, might ease it for the people yeah. that. It t- it does seem to me that that again. Well, that yeah that. mediocrity seems to be rewarded more often than 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 greatness okay <laughs> back, yes back to sorry just this is about the world oh, not I'm about sorry. my own <laughs> life <laughs> phenomenal greatness uh, you know mediocrity tends to be sonic to, innovation you know it, it it you know that in the world that most things that go that 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 at least kind of hobble along and get renewed uh <laughs> you know that they're not um they're not that good and yeah. that very very every so often something great sneaks through but for the most part it, it most of it's pretty fucking not that great and i think probably because most of the people making the decisions of what to put on aren't that great either All right. you know so in this fucking card game of life Oh, you just, you got to hope that it's all aces, baby. Flip them. Turn those cards over. I don't know nothing about cards. I don't know how to play any poker oh, or anything. That's why you're making this. It's yes, an inside so, straight, yeah. you know? There it is. Whatever that is. <laughs> I got myself an outside straight. Inside. No, excuse me. An inside straight. No deck of cards. I couldn't imagine anything more boring. 
than playing cards? Than playing cards. With someone or by yourself or either? I guess either way. What about with... Maybe the... you could bring games. Could you bring like categories and Pictionary and get the neighborhood together when the, yeah, when the but, shit goes down? Yeah, but again... I, I suppose if there's any situation where you are, your life has been put into a place where like you can't watch your streaming services, you're, you, your brain's not going to be thinking about anything other than the full destruction and devastation of your actual reality but if there's nothing that you can do immediately about that situation then the idea that there might be something you must write sort of poetry that's when that, you have that to something write that could pass the time that doesn't require a phenomenal amount of of you know uh effort or emotion that that it might be comforting soothing to like be a, able to like a worthers like a sugar-free, like a sugar-free, terrible Werther. expired Worthers. Yeah. Thanks, neighborhood old guy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, old man. Yeah, he came out. He was offering us expired blow pops in sugar-free Worthers. And kept asking us to watch him play cards. And he had no food for himself, but a lot of gravy lovers for his boy. He wanted to play cards. Wanted us to watch him play cards. Watch me play cards, boys. <laughs> Everybody in here. I know you can't move your legs, but come here. Come here. Turn to me. Turn the light on on your helmet and watch me play. Oh, yeah, dude. America Through the Eyes of Two American Americans, episode 754. We thank you for listening. We ask a simple request that you come back for episode 755, which will be, from top to bottom, filled with comedy. Filled um, with laughs. Um it's November. It's 2019. Crucial time. Got to stay focused. But a nice way during these holiday months is to have a conversation with your boys and just take a, you know what I mean? You deserve these episodes in November and December to take just a break and have a laugh. Holiday apps. Yeah, you deserve to, can I have a laugh? Can I just have a laugh? I can't, I mean, I can't put can't the news. with my family. Can't, I can't with this family. Of mine, this chosen family Ugh. of mine that I hate. <laughs> my chosen, my hated. My can't put the news on. I can't wake up in the morning, no. turn the internet on. It's all too much. I need to, I need to have a laugh. I need to chillax with my boys. I got to chillax with my boys. Interesting. Uh, so also another way that if you if you would feel especially during the holidays if you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling, uh, um, what is a VOIP caller? I don't know. All right. Uh, if you feel like uh, in the spirit of giving, uh, one thing you could do to support the show as we are commercial free dun, and advertising dun, free, dun, 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 dun. please go to you. Patreon and pledge to the show. You can watch the shows in three dun, camera dun, dun, high dun, definition. Dun, dun, you get access to the archived episodes that aren't available on iTunes uh, and you keep us uh, going. So if you'd like to, to pledge to us, uh, please do so. You could also just give us a, a one-time donation or something uh, along those lines by either buying something from the merch store on our website or going to our Venmo and uh, sending us a little dosh there. Uh, our Venmo is UID4L. That's UID4Life. UID, number four, letter L. Uh, and um, But thank you to everybody that <coughs> pledges uh, and the donates and all that stuff. It, it means an awful lot to us. Obviously, oh, it's really a season of giving. But yeah, if you're in that, if it's you really want to, if you want to really maybe uh, kick us into 
overdrive here maybe as we as we round out another year please consider uh joining up no and, layaway um, santa bullshit yeah come right to here so uh but yes come back for 755 and uh yes uh yeah 888-842-2357 um you can you can uh call share conversate um with your with your friends Jonathan and Seth, thank you so much for listening. Please come back for 755. Uh, Seatbelts. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.